Hello, listeners, and welcome back for a long overdue episode six of the Hard Transition podcast. In case you forgot, I'm Matt, and this is Abby. Hello. And so, yeah, we're going to recap the last couple weeks, I guess, of um, fantasy football and Abby's journey to still a pretty strong record, still a pretty strong record. And uh, and then a little bit later, we're actually going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to try something new where we talk about, um, we're going to call it like a roundup, where basically we're going to talk a little bit about um, something cool that we've been seeing or interested in um, that you can find on the internet and you guys as the listeners can feel free to check it out. It'll be kind of like a new learning type of thing. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, um, since we do have a lot of stuff to talk about, how does it feel to currently be, what, three and two? I'm currently three and two. Yes. It's feeling all right. I was like, really hit the ground running at the beginning of the season. Two and oh. Two and oh. And right now I'm three and two. We're recording this in the middle of Sunday, and I'm projected to win this week as well. So I'm hoping that this will be four and two. Yeah, by a substantial margin, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Otherwise, I, I, I've been really happy with fantasy. I think I'm definitely getting better at it. I've done some ad drops on my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like woke up early one, I think, Thursday and just scrolled through all of them and read every single like all the top suggested players, like bios essentially, and how they've been performing and made some good pickups because we ran into some bye weeks, so I definitely needed to fill in some spots mm-hmm. on my squad. You've actually assembled a pretty interesting, I think uh, a, a slightly different starting lineup than what might be people have heard recently. So maybe just run through it. Um, you, you've still been playing Matt Ryan. You, yep. you know, you go back and forth between him and Carson Palmer typically. But I know you picked up a couple wide receivers because Dez hasn't been playing. So who did you grab there? So my wide receivers are still Sanders. And then yep. I picked up Curly. Yep. And For uh, San Francisco, Jeremy Curly. Yeah, and I think Hearns is a wide receiver. Yeah, Alan Hearns would be a wide receiver for Jacksonville, yeah. So he's on my bed. So I've been really happy with everybody that I've picked up and that I've been able to swap them in and out as needed and, you know, put them in the flex position. So right. I'm pretty happy. And finally, Gronk is back. He put up Woo! 22 points for me this week so far. Yeah. Last week wasn't so great and definitely not the week before that either. But I'm glad that he's finally showing up to the games. Mm-hmm. And Terrence West seems to be panning out for you really, really well. Yeah, he did well this week. I can't remember. Let me check what I did last week because I feel like I didn't have him playing. I think right. he was on my bench and I regretted it. So I yeah. wanted, I just wanted to make sure that he was getting more playing time. More yeah, playing you, time. For the re- you got to give him his recognition, you know? Yeah. He's putting up big, big numbers on your bench. He says he wants you to put him in his lineup, you know, or put him in the lineup. So yeah, that's uh, it's going good then. Um, you know, it, it advancing to four and two, week six, it's always good. Uh, you kind of probably want to shoot for a little over five hundred as your record. Um, to get into the playoffs, so uh, yeah, you're you're, you're running strong so far. Cause yeah, top eight people make it into your playoffs, right? Yeah, we just updated the playoff settings for my league, and it will be the top eight people. So the top four, I believe, in each conference. Uh, okay, okay. I right, because you have 14 teams. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, actually, six six teams not making it. That's a lot. That's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. We, I mean, the 
ESPN default settings are only four teams make it into the playoffs. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I didn't understand that at all. But we had some fun this week changing up all the settings and making sure we had <laughs> what we needed. And we created a like a uh, standings and like at the end of our row so everyone can see them, like how everybody's doing it each week. So we're having some fun at work just making fun of each other. Yeah, some live standings. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Oh, we're getting it, into it. Yeah, it's definitely neat that you guys get to see each other like almost on like a you know basically a daily basis mm-hmm. uh, during the week to kind of get your trash talk in and stuff like that. Yeah, I got trash talked pretty hard by our. Uh, I played our one of the directors at work this past week, and he beat me not by much, but it was he still beat me, so he he got some uh, good digs in throughout the week. <laughs> he let you know. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a lot. Definitely. Yeah, you know, we've talked about it so many times. It's, it's a lot of fun. You know, it gets everyone involved and excited about something. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I would say that the only other comment I wanted to make was something that I've sort of been thinking about ever since the draft. And I know we talked about this a lot in the first or second episode, but it's like the importance of your quarterback on your team mm. and how it was sort of downplayed in the draft. You know, you probably don't want to pick them. Or like from what I learned from the internet and doing mock drafts was you don't really want to pick them. Definitely not like first, second, or third. You kind of want to wait to the middle of the draft. And I don't know if I fully support that anymore. Because my quarterbacks have consistently been putting up most, not most of my points, but I mean a significant amount. And the keyword there is consistently. I think I only had one week where I was pretty surprised by their poor performance and so I don't know I think that that's definitely something I'm gonna watch for the rest of the season to see if I still feel that way about the quarterbacks but I definitely think that I might switch it up next year and make sure I have two good healthy quarterbacks at the beginning of the season so I'm gonna put out a couple I'm gonna I'm gonna plant a couple seeds of thought for you here go ahead uh, on the topic of quarterbacks and, and maybe try and get you thinking about why they might not be as highly drafted as like a running back or wide receiver um some quarterbacks are obviously i mean you have like cam newton was probably a really high drafted quarterback this year aaron Rodgers, and um yeah really i mean i think those two were probably two of the higher drafted quarterbacks and i, I feel like i'm forgetting someone but um whatever it doesn't matter that much <laughs> um i mean think about it this think about how many quarterbacks do you start just one. And I get and we talked about that in the first episode how you have two wide receivers, two running backs. Like they're very important and I agree with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying maybe spend your first round pick on a quarterback, but like fifth or sixth round, like that some people are getting I, I think I'm lucky with Matt Ryan and Carson Palmer because they've been very good for me this season, even though Palmer's been out. I've been able to put in Ryan and have him perform for me pretty well. So if I didn't have them, I, I don't think I would be 3-2. Right. No doubt. No doubt. But, I mean, you you in a way with Ryan, I think you would say that you waited off on him. Like, you didn't you picked him a but, little bit later than uh, than than most people were probably drafting their quarterbacks, right? I mean, yeah, he was my – I'm going to look it up. But he was my second quarterback pick. Right. I definitely right. picked Palmer first. Yeah. And you've been starting Ryan more. Yeah, I made a good decision to swap him out for Palmer, when, and luckily Palmer had a terrible week that week, and then Palmer has had a concussion the past 
he was out last week. But yeah, it looks like I picked him. Maybe this is the fifth round. It seems I was like. looking at Ryan Matthews instead of Matt Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he was the 152nd draft Drafted pick. Player. So that would be like um, the 10th round. 11th round, actually. Yeah, let's see whenever I picked up Homer. And that's a that that's kind of the thing, though. If you think about Matt Ryan, you picked him in the 11th round, and he's performing. I mean, what are what were his stats there? His stats are he is the currently the number one ranked fantasy quarterback, and you got him in oh, the 11th whoa. round. So cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, so you didn't know, right? And so that that's actually one of the other things about quarterback is any of these guys really have a chance to do extremely well. There's like definitely a a, a tier of quarterbacks, like probably 12 quarterbacks deep. That uh, all realistically have a chance to be the best fantasy football quarterback, and I think that that's the that's the concept why a lot, you see a lot of people tell you to wait on quarterback is because um, it's actually kind of largely interchangeable. Like the differences between you know the number one quarterback and probably even like the, the fifth quarterback, there's not like a, a huge point discrepancy, but where there is a huge point discrepancy would be between the number one wide receiver and, like, the, you know, 12th wide receiver, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's true. You kind of get a – it's 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 about playing the numbers. And, you know, yeah, you, you might you might have th- said to yourself, like, oh, I, yeah, picking Matt Ryan's a bit of a risk, and it ended up panning out. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like you play your chips that way so that the rest of your team, you know, is more, more fundamentally sound. And uh, you have maybe a guy that just gets you a consistent – 10 to 12 points every week from your quarterback position. But I want more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking up everybody's rank because I didn't know this was a thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you can actually kind of see it um, in the app as like a list even like if you're interested in that. Uh, I am. <laughs> Show me. These are actually – so this is all – Ranked players. So well, he's Matt Ryan's, tied. Matt Ryan's the top. Oh. Well, no, and then this is the top running well, wait. back. Wait, sword on PRK. No, no, no. I want you to click on PRK right now. Oh, uh, just to see. So he's so of all available players, it's Antonio Brown, Matt Ryan, David Johnson, and Greg Olson. Are the four number, number one, one players? I mean, Matt Ryan does have the most total points. If you kind of look at. Well, he has more points than Antonio Brown. Right. Right, but if you look at like the quarterbacks, uh, I guess there's a big drop off between Matt Ryan and Roethlisberger, and then everyone else. So. Wow! So I got you got pretty lucky. Pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean and that's that's kind of part of fantasy football too. Obviously, you, you don't know what these guys are going to end up doing, so it's a little element of luck that you really needed to pan out. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about Andrew Luck. Oh, oh. how you made a pun. We're yeah. not. We're talking about Matt Ryan. <laughs> I get them confused a lot. I guess Why? they're four-letter last name. Yeah, that's And they both play quarterback. So Yeah. Should we throw Derek Carr into the mix? Because he's got a four-letter last name, Whoa. too. Wow. Don't do this to me. C-A-R-R. Wow. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that wraps up our fantasy football segment. Yeah. So let's transition into uh, our roundup for this week. This um, is definitely going to be a hard transition. This has nothing to do with football. Yeah. Yeah. It really won't. And like I said earlier, it's basically the idea is going to be we're just going to talk about something that, you know, caught our interest this week. It'll typically just be something online that, you know, anyone who's listening will be able to look up and and, ch- and check out if it sounds like something uh, that catches your fancy. But, uh, yeah, we thought it'd be cool to give some recommendations basically out on 
well, it's worth checking out. And a lot of them will have hopefully like a educational spin on them. Yeah, my goal for this is one, they're completely random and none of them have anything to do with each other. Yeah. But two, it's like a way for us to teach each other something that we've found cool this week. So, Mm -hmm. and then we're just going to share it with you. Yep. I actually have two things. Oh, that doesn't seem fair. Well, (laughs) we didn't set out the ground rules for this. So do you want me to go first, then you, and then me? I guess so. I mean, yeah, now that you brought two (laughs) things to the table. So my first topic of the Abbey Roundup this week is going to be this short, it was about like a 10 minute podcast episode from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast. And the episode is called The Best Place to Invest Your Money. Hmm. And that really caught my eye because I want to learn how to invest money a little bit better and just more. So I clicked on it and it was about investing in yourself. Ah. So whenever I heard that, I was like, oh my God, it's just going to be one of these stupid things. But then after listening to it, obviously I liked it because I am telling all of you about it. So it is about investing in yourself. And this podcast suggested that you allocate 3% of your monthly income to your own like Abby bucket, basically. And that money you can invest in yourself for self-improvement or just anything related to you that you've been wanting to do and it could be anything from let's say if that three percent was his example in the podcast was 150 dollars each month so 100 or at the beginning of each month you figure out what you want to spend that 150 dollars on and he suggested seminars conferences books classes audiobooks just anything that you can do in your time that would better yourself and just create a growth experience for you and I know we talk about this a lot just like self-improvement and we're pretty interested in this and I talk about this with my friends all the time so I thought that this was a great thing to think about and a great use of your money because he basically said like self-improvement is the best ROI and it has essentially like a limitless worth to you because Hmm. it is improving you and while you might not be able to put like a monetary value on that ROI it's still I mean, you know what's best for you. You should kind of work on promoting your self-interest and all of that. And for anyone who doesn't work at like a major corporation or something, ROI, return on investment. Yes. Not everyone might be familiar with that. True. uh, Abbreviation. No, but that sounds sounds actually pretty pretty interesting because originally when you started saying like, oh, invest in yourself, my first thought was like, "Ah, what what does he mean? Like, you know, should I be taking myself on a trip every month or something like that? But no, like... Well, it, it could be that if that's what you need. Oh, okay. Oh. Maybe you need a mental health weekend and you hmm. just want to get away. Or these could be things that help you spark an idea for your business or for something creative. And mm-hmm. if that's what you need, if traveling's what you need, then that's what you can allocate it to. Or you can save up over the course of a couple months. He said, like, his wife does a spa day so that falls into like the mental health thing he saved up a couple months and got workout gear for his house so he could have that at his home and make it more accessible so it's like anything like mental physical emotional so yeah just about you it's about spending some money on on you on your like really your your, really yourself so it wouldn't be like something like clothes i think that's probably where they might draw the line or yeah i'd say that falls probably into a different bucket bucket of of expense yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, but no, that's a that's a cool thing. I I I doubt that that's a topic that a lot of people who think about budgets um, touch on. You know, when you think about budgeting, you're thinking about like, well, how much do I spend on my bills? How much do I spend on you know my car? How much do I spend on my food? How much do I spend on gas and things like that? And it's it's all very like commodity driven. And it is, I think it is really important to you know think about what you make in each month and, and think about uh, putting a little bit money into you know making yourself happy be you know whether it be like you said uh, taking a trip going somewhere um or like buying a book you really want or going like to taking a class that you've been interested in um that you think could help you with your career or just your general well-being you know you take a cooking class and maybe that helps you be able to cook at home more often and mm-hmm. things like that and that like he says i mean the return on investment there it's you know it's you probably could figure out a calculation for it but at the same time, you know, it's not really important. Yeah, I um, think it's mainly just making sure that you do that for yourself every month. And just side note, Matt and I took a cooking class once and it was a lot of fun. So yeah. would recommend. But another thing that I wanted to touch on that this sort of got me thinking. And I have, I mean, I obviously have a savings account and I wanted to allocate that money out into certain buckets. But it's just a lump sum in an account. So right. I did so it's like, oh, well, if I use percents, then that is constantly changing. And if I change my percents because something new shows up, like, what all works? And so I actually, like, poked around on my, like, personal bank account website and found that for my savings account, I can go and allocate a certain amount of those X dollars in my savings account for different things. And I can create those things that I wanted to allocate that money to. I can set up X amount of dollars each month from my paycheck, go into each of these now like different savings accounts. So mm-hmm. I think that that was a great way for me to, like that's been something that I've really wanted because I need to visualize how much I'm saving and my bank had already had the feature and I just needed to look for it. Yeah, yeah it just adds some structure to it. No, that sounds like a pretty cool idea. Yeah, that was me. Cool. Go, go ahead. Uh, so mine's a little, uh, I, I want to shy away from it saying it's technical. So my, the work I do kind of, uh, if anyone's heard buzzwords, um, I hate, I hate it. I hate using this buzzword. So let me preface it with that. I don't really consider myself this, but, um, because I, I mean, I have a master's degree in statistics. So I always think of myself, I'm a statistician. I just do analysis work and things like that. But the buzzword for what I would probably, you know, do on a daily basis is data science. I would describe myself as a data scientist, I guess, if I had to. I really don't like that. Gun to your head. Yeah, gun what to my are head. you? I just don't like being, I don't like the the vote, you know, like oh, the all the predispositions or to go along with something like that. And I just, <laughs> I'm usually an against the grain type of person, so uh, I don't like being part of a trend or whatever. So. Labeled. Yeah, I don't like being labeled, yeah, <laughs> it's what it comes down to. But anyway, it's not really what this is about. What it is about, though, is uh, if you're interested in what that actually even means. Like if you are one of these people who you've read the word, you've read data science in like a random article and you know, you've read it about like how Google applies data science or how like Microsoft applies data science or even the government at this point, And you're just like, what does that even mean? Like what, what is that about? Microsoft actually just had a really awesome conference um, called, it was their machine learning and data science conference. It was their summit, it was a 2016 summit. Microsoft's been getting really into data science. Uh, they have partnered with an open source program um, that I actually work in called R, and they do a lot of um, support for that, and that's kind of how, if you're familiar with 
the Microsoft Azure ML Cloud. That's really what all the algorithmic work on theirs run. But I don't really want to talk your ear off about that because what I want to recommend to people is actually within the conference, there was a really great seminar uh, a gentleman did by the name of Brandon Rower. And it is called Data Science for Absolutely Everybody. And he does a great job. He actually walks through um, a really straightforward, simplistic um, toy example of data science. And it is really great to see and hear. And I, I think it's it's good for everybody. If you work in a business or you know whatever, he explains it in a very straightforward manner. But he does get you the major points of like what data science is and like how to like how to be a data science and like what questions you need to ask when like a data question comes across your table or, you know, whatever it is. And he gives you just a really good foundation for like what it looks like to answer these questions on a daily basis. And um, I thought it was awesome. Um, I'm someone who's done this work for a couple of years now. You know, like I said, I went to school for it basically more or less. So I have a lot of experience and yeah, his talk wasn't earth shattering to me, like in the way a lot of these, um, these conference talks typically are like, it's, you know, they're typically talking about nuances in the field but rather he did a, like a pretty nice straightforward introduction. I, I thought it was excellent. You know, I'm, I'm the type of person that even when I know, feel like I know something, I love hearing other people talk about it because it gives me um, a different understanding. You know, so every so once in a while you, you get a different perspective. And once you catch that different perspective and hear someone else articulate what it is that you do, you get some new ideas and you, you come up with a new way to approach a problem. I thought the structure in which he gave to approach the problem, like the problem he was working on, his toy example, was really good. I mean, it was like a six or seven step program, basically. And um, I'd never, like, it, it, it had always been something that I'd done in my mind, you know, like second nature. But it was really great to hear someone, like, kind of structure it and talk it out in these steps. And, you know, it makes it makes me able to speak about it even more. So, yeah, I thought that was great. And I really think everyone should check it out if it's something that you're interested in, um, just to hear more about, like, you know, you don't ever have to get into it, but you might find that it is something you're interested in. And I, it's a really awesome field. It's a really cool field. If you are an analyst right now, I can't recommend looking into this stuff enough. You know, it really, if we're going to talk about Abby's, uh, to tie in here, it really increases your personal return on investment. So I would say that if you're an analyst and someone that likes to work with data and you're not into the data science stuff yet, uh, I would take your 150 bucks and put it into something. First, check out these conference videos because they're free and then figure out where you want to put your 150 bucks or whatever it is, your 3% of your income uh, next month into data science, um, learning about it some more because it's, it's well worth it. It really is. It was a very good introduction to data science. So even if you're not, if you don't think you're interested in it, just knowing about it, I think that this is a good talk to dip your toes into the topic. Yeah, definitely. All right, so you said you brought three, you know, six ideas to the table, so you better start <laughs> plowing through them or whatever. Well, this last one's just a fun one that is super, like, I've gotten made fun of it, so, or made fun of for it, and it's uh, Earth Cams. Oh. <laughs> so whenever uh, Hurricane Matthew was destroying the Caribbean, my coworkers and I got really interested in it and definitely started tracking it every single day. And I realized that whenever you zoom, I guess I should preface this by saying like I'm on the Weather Channel's website all the time. I'm kind of <laughs> obsessed with it. So 
poking around as I usually do. And <laughs> whenever you <laughs> and whenever you zoom out of the radar over the US, it actually doesn't show you like the whole world's radar. So whenever it was in whatever the hurricane was in the Caribbean, you couldn't actually see it. You have to like go to a Caribbean's radar instead of the even if you do like a Miami radar, it won't show you that far out, which I didn't know. It's a fun fact. So then we found these they're essentially just live cams all around the, the world, and they're called Earth Cams, and that's what the website's called. And it is just live cams. That's all it is. And so we kept tracking every day. Like, we started in like with the Miami cam, and then we moved on up to, like, the Jacksonville cam, and then up to South Carolina. And we just had a really good time finding them. And then they have, like, zoo ones, and there's some just like at any monument ever in the entire world and I don't know I just found it very interesting and they, they have some really interesting ones I know here in Pittsburgh there's like the falcon live cam that everybody yeah. knows about but there's <laughs> there's like a coral reef cam there is one um like a shark tank live not like the tv show but like legitimate sharks swimming around and so yeah we just had a ton of fun this week or last week looking at all of these live cams in the morning instead of working. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're really into the, the planet Earth stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. this feels like it, it goes, like, you know, it's right up your alley. It goes right hand in hand with, uh, you know, watching the, the planet Earth or... Uh, yeah, which, m- by the way, <laughs> just... It's a series, thank series, you. Series, yeah, sorry. Um, you can find it on Netflix. But... <laughs> By the way, there's a Planet Earth 2 coming out. There's no release date, but BBC, oh. 10 years later, after the original one uh, aired, they're coming out with a second one, and I think it's going to be amazing. Can't wait, you know? I'm going to force Matt to watch all the original Planet Earths. I already told him that this week. Yeah, it's not as if I'm not interested in that, but... uh, It's so good. Like, you can't not like it, and if you right. do, there's something wrong with you. Like, wow. you don't have to love it, but you, you could be words. interested for an hour and a half or however long they are. All right, I'll give it a shot. I don't think I'll ever check out. I'm not sure if I'm the webcams are in my wheelhouse. Um, I've definitely, I've definitely actually watched. I guess I've checked out the, the like the one you talked about, the pit one, uh, with the falcons. But this was cool because there was something legitimately going on. So, oh, there's a hurricane. Let's see how bad it is. Let's use the live cams. Yeah, I guess can't... yeah. I've never been in a hurricane, so yeah, it might have been worth. Well, yeah, me neither. But <laughs> <laughs> always interesting to see something for the first time. Yeah. So. I guess it gives you a window to that. That's cool. Yeah, instead of just like waiting for, like the news at six to show you some clips. Yeah, just like a, a t- ten second take on the hurricane. Yeah, I know I can watch it all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, does that do it for you? Yeah, that's it. Cool. And um, just so that everyone for ease of access, uh, we'll be putting the the names um, of everything we talked about. Yeah, in the, the links show for notes. it. Yeah, in the show notes, so you'll be able to get that there. Um. I don't know if I can do links, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, if I can't, you all know how to Google things. Yeah, we'll make it accessible. Uh, yeah, we use the exact names and whatnot, so you always pause and rewind cool. or whatever. But yeah, all right, thanks for sticking around to this point. I know we did a little more stuff than we usually do, but uh, it was longer to do, so we had a lot of talking to do. Um, so yeah, thanks again, everyone, for listening. We appreciate it. Um, we appreciate the time you, you give to us and whatnot, so uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, guys. Bye.